0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Women in Power. I'll let my guest introduce herself.
1: Hi, I'm Sophie Faulkner, I'm 25 and I'm currently an English teacher at a secondary school in North London.
0: Okay, so let's start off this episode. So, like, what was like your childhood like?
1: Um, I think I had a very lucky childhood. I don't think that anyone would say otherwise, really. Um, I am very lucky now, and was then, that my family are still kind of together, my parents are still together, um, we have a close kind of family unit, so I always felt very supported. Um, my family dynamic was always one of kind of, like, being quite open and honest, like we do the, you know, sitting down at dinner every night together nice. and, like, catching up, Yeah. Um, So I was very, very lucky. Um, It was quite strict. I think my parents set quite firm, Mm. like boundaries. Um, And I think when you're young and your parents set those kind of boundaries, you resent them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you're like, you you know, you see your mates going out and you want to be a bit more free. But now I'm so grateful Mm. because I think it's helped me quite a lot with decision making and making sure I'm making the right skills. I think my parents gave me a life and a childhood that they didn't have. Mm -hmm. Um, So forever grateful. If they ever listen to this, they'll be very very happy that I said this. That is so sweet.
0: (laughs) That is so cute. I love
1: that. Very very lucky. That
0: is really cute. Um, So, did anyone influence or inspire you like from your childhood?
1: I think I had a lot of influences. I was actually speaking to my mum about this, Mm -hmm. and my like my instant reaction was the men in my Mm -hmm. family which is a problem in and of itself. I think that my family was quite male dominated. Yeah. Um, A lot of the men were kind of a lot more confident, a lot more outspoken, and that's not to say that the women were kind of shrinking violets, because they Mm. weren't, Um, but they felt like the kind of dominant voices Mm -hmm. in my head. I think my brother had a huge influence on me. He's only a few years older than me, so we were quite close in age. Yeah. And I adopted a lot of the kind of passions that I have from him. Um, I kind of just wanted to be like him. Oh, I just wanted, I just wanted to, I feel like everyone's oh. like that with their older siblings, though, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, no, of
0: course. That yeah, that's so true.
1: And I think that like I was a bit of a I was a bit of a kind of like tomboy, and I think he taught me a lot to kind of like just step out of. I think there's a very easy kind of trap to fall into when you're young of like. Picking different hobbies based mm, on your gender yeah, yeah, yeah. or different um, habits based on your gender. And I think I'm really lucky that I had a brother that just kind of, you know, was just guiding me through anything yeah. despite my gender. Um, so he was a huge influence. Um, obviously my parents, that goes without saying, my nan was a huge influence. If we're talking powerful woman, mm. my nan's... That's
0: so that is cute.
1: Yeah. She had three boys wow. and raised them all on her own from that's amazing I know she's an absolute legend um and we spent a lot of time with her when we were younger yeah because my parents were obviously working and trying Mm -hmm. to make money and trying to keep us supported and she was just she's just a powerhouse and if you knew my uncles and my dad Mm. you knew what they would probably put her through yeah 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 and she was just she's just smashed it and I think she's like when you think of big matriarchs that's how you Mm. think of my nan um I'm not sure to be like teachers obviously I think everyone always has a standout teacher yeah I think I don't know if your primary school teachers are that fundamental in your life. No, I don't think I had
0: like a fundamental like yeah, no, primary school no, I would say maybe secondary school. Maybe. Yeah. I not think more
1: secondary school. <laughs> I mean I would say my English teacher, but I don't know if that's biased, because like, now I'm an English, <laughs> you're an English teacher. But she again just like she, when you're young and you're just like you just look at women you're like, Oh my god, she's a boss. Mm. I was like, yeah, she's Yeah, yeah, like she's a boss. Like yeah. she ran a department, she used to just And I've always wanted to be a teacher, so sitting there and looking at someone like that, I was like, wow, she's incredible. And I still speak to her now, so arguably the influence of her and a lot of the people I've mentioned is kind of long-lasting. Yeah. Um, But yeah.
0: That's good that you stayed in contact with your English teacher. Yeah. I know someone else who was a guest. She stays in contact with one of her favorite teachers at school. I think that is amazing because I haven't really stayed in contact with anyone really.
1: My hopes is that the kids at my school will stay in contact yes. with me. I Maybe, so, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. hopefully, they, they might not to, think that now, yeah. but hopefully but in a few years. The teacher,
0: I feel like when they get a bit older, like you know, they they start, you know, they definitely will. Yeah, um,
1: hopefully. So yeah,
0: what was like your school life like in journey? So like you could talk about primary school or just secondary school. Like yeah, like what was like school life for you like?
1: I loved school Mm -hmm. I loved school and one of my pet peeves now as a teacher is watching like young people hate school or like say that they hate school and I'm like you're gonna look back and regret it because it is the best years of your Mm -hmm. life I think I always excelled like academically I was always I I worked really hard my parents instilled that upon me yeah I think you know one of the things that they always said and they still say is like you never get given anything you know i was never handed anything on Mm. a silver spoon so i worked really hard i think it developed some perfectionist tendencies Mm. which yeah it's kind of hard i don't know if you have the same Mm. tendencies i feel like it's quite hard to break when you get older um it was always you know pushing for the best and i remember getting my results in gcse and doing you know really well and my dad was just like, well, what could you have done to get, you know, nine A stars or ten mm. A stars? And that 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 pressure that they put on me, again at the time, you're like, oh, why can't they just, you know, be happy for me yeah, or yeah, just yeah. let me have this win? And then now I look back and it's like they would ju- they just want you to to kind of push and, mm. and keep going. I um I think there's a really careful balance when you're at school working hard and also being kind to yourself that maybe I didn't manage as well Mm -hmm. as I could've. And I think that kind of transfers into your working life. Um, I would say that I struggled with friendships at school. Okay. It's not something I found quite easy. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know if you felt like I was being, I didn't really know who I wanted to be, but Mm -hmm. I felt like a poor to be kind of somebody else.
0: Yeah, I get what you mean, yeah.
1: And I didn't really, I didn't really know who I was. Mm and um my school was a really weird setup it was massive school it was on two sides of like a road and you could only spend your like break and lunch and free time with people on your side of the road
0: oh okay yeah and, like your houses it was yeah 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 really that's really wow, weird yeah
1: it was weird but all the people that i played like sport with mm-hmm. were on the other side of the road oh, and they yeah. were the people that i felt like i connected with a lot more mm-hmm. um and the friends that i made in like my tutor group were there were lovely girls and they we were just so not similar and I look back now and I recognize mm. that but I tried so hard to fit into a mold when really the mold was she loves school she's a bit of a nerd mm-hmm. you know she loves sport that was my mold whereas I think the mould I tried to fit into was more like parties and boys and mm. fashion and all yeah. of that and actually authentically that wasn't me then yeah,
0: yeah
1: yeah um so when i got into sixth form you could finally blend and that's i think when i really kind of found i think that was like the fundamental years of where i was like okay this is who i am you now find yourself a bit more yeah and it's weird to look back now and be able to place a marker yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: on the time where yes. you like figured out mm. who you are um but I think school school is, school is incredible. And I think that it was tough in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like I say, coming out of that into sixth form and then university and figuring out who I was, was really beneficial. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Did you generally like school? You, like, you liked your subjects? You got on with... Because I know some people maybe didn't... I mean, the school that I went to, some girls didn't really... They look back and like, didn't have a great time. But mm. did you generally have a good time like, at your
1: school? And yeah, yeah, I loved it. And I think like I, like I say, when I say I struggle with friendships, it was never that I was like, you yeah, know, all girls have like the rows and the bickering mm. and the gossip. And I think that that's part and part of growing up. I don't think that tainted my school experience enough for me to be able to look back and be like, I hated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I was, I, I pushed my luck quite a lot. I was quite cheeky. I think when I tell the the students that I teach now that I was a little bit naughty in my younger years, not even naughty, just cheeky.
0: Yeah.
1: They're kind of like, no, that's not true.
0: (laughs) It's just not true.
1: Yeah. It's just, I just do not get it. But I was just, I felt, again, I I think because I didn't know who I was, I would act out a little bit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And
1: like Mm. kind of, I don't know if it was for attention or to get laughs or like, I don't know. I was a little bit cheeky and then it got to like year nine and I was like, oh God, Mm. I need to figure out
0: see i was i was a bit naughty in some it was more science subjects yeah. i didn't like science at all yeah same it, and i would just always be set out near enough every single lesson was mm-hmm. always physics yeah
1: but, yeah i, hate I would sometimes
0: mm.
1: i mean it, it, like if you don't like a subject you just you're gonna find ways to make it more enjoyable
0: yeah no exactly 100 and i think this teacher that i that taught me just I don't think you made it fun enough for yeah. me to like be like, okay, let me enjoy this. Let or, me focus. Or, yeah, exactly, let me focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at all, like, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, what was university like? Oof. Tell me your experience as a student. Did you go to not- or Nottingham? Yeah, up- university. Up- or, yeah. Not
1: Trent. Okay, not Trent, <laughs> Trent. <laughs> Sorry, any um, people that go to Trent.
0: <laughs> um, I actually applied for Nottingham. Did you? Oh, we wouldn't be
1: sat here now if you did. so
0: funny. Um so yeah what was that all like like moving away from home you know life as a student things like that yeah
1: so i obviously went to university of knots i did english and philosophy still trying to figure out maybe where my like discipline mm-hmm. was um absolutely loved every moment of university it yeah was amazing it, it was a roller coaster and i think university is not for everyone. I think it can be really isolating. Mm. Yeah, you're right. And really tough. I remember like two months in. Obviously, you're living in kind of a flat with strangers, and your home comforts have gone. Yeah. The guidance of your family, which I relied on quite heavily when I was younger, I was gone. And I remember being there in like November and being like, "Oh my god, I can't! I can't do this for three years. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. This is not for me. I can't do it." And I think pretty much every person that I spoke to at uni had. A similar experience oh, yeah. of like this is not something that i can do um but overall i think it was weird because i was like i excelled quite academically at school and then i went to uni yeah and everyone's on the same kind of playing field yeah, 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 yeah. and that sense of like almost competition that kind of drives you at secondary school or well, that drove me a lot of secondary school was non-existent, mm. and everyone was just kind of getting on with their own thing. And I think I fell off the radar, you know, in terms of academics. And I think, in hindsight, probably could have worked a bit harder. Mm-hmm. Probably could have gone to a few more lectures, a few more seminars. That, that always
0: that <laughs> yeah. happens to me as well. Like I yeah
1: it happens to everyone. Mm, it does do I re- do I regret it in terms of like my academic achievements? Maybe could have mm. got first, got yeah. two one, but. Did I maybe not go to lectures and seminars and not focus academically because I was enjoying my life? Mm. Yeah, um, and I don't think that that's a negative thing. No, exactly. Necessarily, um, I played sport quite a lot when I was at school, and then I went to uni and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be this perfectionist anymore. I was like, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to spend like eleven hours on a Saturday revising. Don't want to play sport four or five times a week. Mm. I just want to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. And I found the most amazing group of friends that became family. And I think those, like, what was it, five years from sixth form to yes. uni, yeah, were like yeah. the years of the years of me. Mm-hmm. And I look back on them really, really, really fondly. Um, I think if I could turn back time and do it all again with university, I probably, I probably would. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh. So how so? Did you have anybody from like your secondary school go to to knots with you, or were you like by yourself or so you know, people... the
1: weirdest the weirdest thing happened the first day we moved in. So my accommodation was off campus. Yeah. Um, and there was I don't know there was countless countless kind of accommodations dotted across um the ca- like on campus and off campus as okay, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mine was off campus. And even in my off-campus one, the number of buildings there was like 25 buildings. It was, it was it was really big. It felt like its own little village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember moving on the first day, um, and I was walking upstairs, and I just saw this woman that I recognised. I was like, hold on, so I know this woman. It was like someone's mum, and I was like, oh my god. And one of my good friends from school was living in the flat above me oh wow okay and we kind of lost contact in sixth form he mm-hmm. was part of the like he was kind of a byproduct of me moving from one friendship group to another friendship okay, group yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. um
1: and it was there was never any kind of bad blood with him we just kind of distanced mm-hmm. and from that point on the friendship just rekindled so i don't know maybe it was like fate mm-hmm. that he
0: was yeah. there i don't know
1: yeah. um but it was it was lovely seeing a friendly face
0: yeah I can imagine that being nice it was
1: lovely because I felt like you know that feeling that we, we were just saying that feeling of like oh my god I'm here on my own yeah there was always like but I have him upstairs if so I need so you know to. yeah
0: yeah yeah that's so nice Quite, um, yeah I never had anyone when I went to solo it was literally myself and I was like back then I was not confident to chat to like um, random people but you know you had to push something in because like no one else is with you yeah so I had to just you know push myself and but that's so nice that you had like someone from you know
1: there's a few in the younger years as well when they came it was kind of like i took them under my wing almost Mm -hmm. and be like i think it's when you it depends who you speak to but when you go to uni you think oh it's gonna be partying and Mm. you know having a great time and you're gonna live life and you can do what you want and then actually that kind of wears off after a while yeah so it was it was quite nice having people that were coming in you know year or two years after me that i felt like i could you know hopefully be you know an honest kind of role model in a sense yeah, yeah yeah of like okay have your fun but also like this is tough yeah and the fun isn't long lasting and it doesn't doesn't last long yeah
0: that's good that you like helped like the younger years out that's 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 uh, like that. they
1: probably look back and be like oh she was such a bad influence <laughs> in some ways maybe but in a lot <laughs> of ways you
0: never know you might have been a good influence in there, oh, who, knows? who
1: knows who
0: knows um yeah so what was like graduating like and applying for like graduate jobs and things
1: um, graduating itself I felt was quite anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not I don't know if it was because it was pre COVID we graduated. It was it 2019? I graduated in twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen, yeah. So it was, was Pre COVID, but yeah. it was kind of I don't know, I felt it was a bit anticlimactic, but like it was a you know, it was a great end to a great three years and um it was, you know, the gowns and the hat and all those kind of traditions. Yeah. In terms of grad jobs, I was very fortunate that I knew that I always wanted to teach mm-hmm. so the trajectory for me seemed quite clear um I remember I was walking through my like student union one day and there was a stand for teach first which is the organization I kind of trained with yeah and I just spoke to them and I was like yeah that's that's me that's it that's what I want to do um so obviously the application processes was still stressful but I didn't have that like I've got to apply to it every single grad job yeah yeah because i know the market is so tight and being around my friends who were like applying for everything and anything I can imagine, yeah. like even despite what their degree was they were just trying to get a grad job mm-hmm. that was like decent paid mm-hmm. um that's one of the things that i think looking back that i had no idea about yeah. and even now i'm like nothing prepares you for that kind of third year oh my god I've got to sort my life out Yeah, yeah
0: 100%. and I
1: have no idea what to do about it mm. um so I was very 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 lucky that I didn't have that stress um and it felt quite seamless and quite natural so yeah
0: okay cool um so you yeah so what are you currently doing now so I know what you what you do
1: but yeah I want to tell
0: the listeners. <laughs> what you're doing
1: so i am a secondary school english teacher so i'm going into my fifth year um, at an amazing school in north london um various job roles in the five coming up to five years now Mm -hmm. Um, second in charge of the department kind of leading teach training and then now about to step into head of english that's amazing yeah thank you that is amazing scary honestly, that honestly
0: scary is, that is gonna be so good oh i'm so happy for you thank that you got, like, that, like, that's amazing that's so good
1: and yeah i mean the job itself is incredible i mean i could probably sit here for an hour telling you about how amazing oh. teaching is i love it it's incredible it doesn't go without its challenges mm-hmm. It's probably. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that would sit here and be like, "My job's the hardest job in the world," mm. but I fun. I I confidently believe that my job is one of the hardest jobs. I can
0: imagine, like, oh yeah, and it's secondary school level, isn't it? Yeah, secondary wow.
1: school. So you've got all the teenagers and all the angst and all that stuff to deal with, which makes it. I think it actually makes it a lot more fun. It does. And when I think about
0: when I was at when I was at school. Oh. I was a nightmare. Yeah, same. Thinking there's gonna be loads of people me. That are like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People like me. I'm like, oh, good, like. When I when I when I hear that people want to teach, I'm like, that's just amazing. Like, because it's not
1: easy. It's, it's not, not at all. It's not. It's uh. It's every day is different. Every day is a great day. But every day, you know, you just don't. You just you go to work, and I think the common misconception is that you sit down at your desk at you know quarter past nine. You teach the three fifteen. Mm-hmm. That's it. But that that does not shine a light on everything that happens. A, outside of that time and be inside of that time yeah, yeah, yeah. your brain is working over time at all times you know there's so many different things going on it's such yeah. a I think it's such a like a like multifaceted job in the sense that there's so many layers and levels of tasks and daily admin and thoughts yeah. and priorities mm. um, it's something that I think I fundamentally believe if you have a love of you know young people and you see the benefit of working with young people yeah then teaching is for you it's, yeah if you don't love it it's very 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 hard
0: yeah i can imagine if, so, if yeah if you don't if, wow
1: if you don't love it, i don't know why you do yeah, it yeah
0: yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say that's so i
1: don't know why you do it yeah um
0: so when you began your career mm-hmm. like many of us were like five years ago um, did you ever imagine that you would obviously, you know, now become head of English in your in this profession? Did you think that
1: would be a... <sighs> do you know what? Me a year ago, if you sat here and said to me, do you want to be head of English? I'd have been like, no, not a chance. Mm. Because I work, being in like the second in charge role, yeah. I work quite closely with yeah. the head of English. And I saw the amount of strain and stress and, you know, the workload that she had to manage every day. And I thought, oh, that's not for me. Um, there's like three routes you can go down in teaching in well, in my mind there's like teaching and learning which is yeah. like working with um, teachers on how to teach well um, and there's like teacher um, like teacher development which is like working with the trainees mm-hmm. and then you've also got kind of like pastoral roles and then your heads of department and your curriculum and you know um, the kind of working more closely with the discipline that you teach in and I think I didn't really know what I want it to be. I yeah. think pastoral was always where your heart is. I know we've spoken mm. about it a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. pastoral was always like, you know, you want to work with kids that really need you and work with difficult, challenging kids. And and you're like, oh, actually, hold on, I want to dip my toe in here. Mm. I think I'm very fortunate to have worked in a school where I could dip my toe in a lot of different yeah. areas. And then now, being head of English, I always felt. Like, I was a little bit of a natural leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was younger, I got called bossy a lot. Interesting. I don't know, I think that's maybe, like, the semantics of, like, gender. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Mm. you get called bossy, maybe, if you're a girl. Yeah, that's, you
0: know, that is actually, yeah, interesting. Yeah,
1: Mm. I used to get called bossy all the time. And particularly, like, when we used to play sport, i get called bossy. But the boys would get called, like, powerful or strong or... Mm. But in my heart, I was like, no, no, no. I'm just, I just want to be a leader. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm passionate, I'm confident, I want to, you know, I want to lead. And um, so, and I never go into anything half-hearted. I always put 100 percent in. So I, I think I knew that I would progress. Yeah. I didn't think that I would be at this level at this age. I think it's amazing. Thank you. Where, where
0: you are at. Thank you. I think that's great the head of ink that's, that's amazing
1: I think just throw yourself into it see where it gets you um, yeah. and I mean yeah it, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see maybe I'll talk to you in about a week when I've and, when when started, started. <laughs> and we'll see how I feel then I might be like no I regret everything I don't want to do this anymore, I so don't
0: yeah. want to do it oh that's so fun. I'm sure you will do really well thank you um, so my next question is um, how have you built confidence and or like resilience over the course of your career
1: oof that's a tough question mm-hmm. and I think in teaching resilience is the the key because you have a lot of people, mainly, you know, parents and children that might doubt you or may, make you feel like mm. you're not good enough. And I think the intrusive thoughts and the imposter syndrome in particular mm. your early years of teaching are something that is so hard to battle. Yeah. It's something that I talked to, you know, when I worked with trainees, like early years teachers last year, all the time that there's not going to be a single day that goes by where you're going to feel like you're not good enough Mm -hmm. i think one thing that helps with that is for me is dispelling those perfectionist tendencies that i developed when i was young and being like okay every day is not going to be perfect you're working with young people who are you know unpredictable Mm. and reactive and emotional and you could go into a lesson expecting it to be the best lesson in the world and something Mm -hmm. will happen and then it falls apart Mm. and you have to learn to accept that and mm-hmm. remembering that there's always tomorrow's lesson. Yeah. And if not tomorrow's lesson, there's Wednesday's lesson or Thursday's lesson. Mm. Um, so I think that's a big thing with resilience. Um, with confidence, I think, you've just got to throw yourself into, into things Yeah, and just have that kind of belief of I'm gonna do it. And if I fail, I fail and I do it again. And I think the better you are at something, the more confident you are, and you can kind of you know hold your head high, mm. be like, you know what, I've worked really, really hard, and I'm really, really good at what I do. So I think that was always something that I kind of pushed myself to do in my first early years is to rise to the challenge and be like, okay, you've got this. Okay, that's
0: good. That's- yeah. Um, so, how do you balance your career, personal life, your other passions, and is there such thing as balance? Because I know as a teacher, you know, you still have marking to do, like after school. You mm. know, how do you balance not just like the the teaching side, like up, you know, the marking, but you know, your personal life with mm. your career and
1: other things as well. We spoke about this quite like anecdotally yeah, in yeah, the yeah, weekend, yeah. didn't we? I? I think it's probably. And I said this to you, and I always say I think it's the hardest thing to manage in your twenties. Yes, is the balance, and I think there's not many people our age that would disagree. Um, I, I I struggled a lot with balancing my workload. Um, about a year and a half ago, I was pretty much out of the door of teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna leave, and that was something that I never, ever, ever thought I would say or yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. because always been the passion that has kind of driven me through education Um, but it got to a point about a year and a half ago where I was like I have no life outside of this job Mm. and it's consuming my thoughts Mm. it's overtaking my health it's overriding my personal relationships and I was like I have to figure something out Um, and I'm very lucky that I work in a school environment where the senior leadership are willing to listen and willing to change things and my head teacher did change things and thinking back to how I felt then where I was out the door of teaching didn't want to do it anymore to now stepping into a role that's going to increase my Mm. workload is a massive change I think part of that change was learning to say no yeah and that helps with balance a lot I think it's very easy to be kind of a yes man when you first, you know, you want to, you want to impress and please and be reliable and be responsible. And I was saying yes to so much stuff, new job roles, you know, new, new tasks. And I'm very, very good at saying no. Yeah. Um, mm. It's got, you have to say no. Yeah. You have to say no. I think that helps with balance. I still, I think I still struggle with my, you know, work life balance. Um, I think because when you love something so much, like I do my job, yeah, there's always things that you can do differently. There's always a a lesson plan that you can tweak. There's always an essay that you can rewrite. You Mm -hmm. know, there's always an extra book that you can mark. There's always something more. Um, And I still struggle with that pull of, okay, you know, you've worked a twelve-hour day, you have to stop. Stop now, yeah. Mm -hmm. But also that hunger to be like, okay, that has to be better. Um, I think some of my personal life has taken a, a bit of a hit mm-hmm. you know I think friendships take a hit I think you know like relationships take a hit mm-hmm. um, I think it's about going against that narrative of feeling like when you're 25 you've got to have to all figure it out. Because you, you definitely don't. I mean, when I was at school, I was like twenty-five. Yeah,
0: you think like you're gonna that like, it's gonna be like that, but it doesn't work out that, does it? But you
1: don't have it all figured out, and yeah. I think I think one of the one of the balance one of the things that helps me balance is being like, okay, my career is really important to me.
0: Yeah,
1: let me focus on that, and you know, hopefully at some point I'll be in a position where everything else kind of falls. Into Falls into place. Yeah. Hopefully, no. maybe that might be in like an idealistic way of thinking about life, but
0: <laughs> it does. It, I think eventually it all kind of get come to put together, wouldn't it?
1: Really. Yeah. You, you mean you'd hope so? I think. I think my career is the most important thing in my life. And yeah. And that's not just be like I, I live to work. it's just I love my job. You I love, love the kids. Love it so much. I
0: think that's amazing. Yeah. I think it's so. I love it. I love that you're you're in a career that you love and you enjoy. Mm. I think that's just, and especially at this age as well. I think. With my career, I'm, I'm still figuring that out, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I think but that's you, also okay. Still, yeah, and then, yeah, of course, like I've accepted it. It's okay. But yeah, I think it's so lovely to hear, like you, with like you and your career. You've been it in five years. you we're gonna be head of. English in like a couple of weeks, like
1: well, is it next week? It's literally next, next, week. Week. next yeah. week, yeah. Scary. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> I think it's just so good. I think it's yeah, really, really good. It's also
1: having friends that understand that yeah. as well. I like, I'm very, very lucky that most of my friends always understand. You know, if I say to them I've got work to do on a weekend, they get it. Yeah, and that's they, good.
0: And you're good that you've got friends like that because, you know. If you don't, it's just, it's a bit of a situation. Well, then you
1: lose, you lose everyone. Yeah, and then no, of course. You're back to, you, you feel like you're back to square one. Um, yeah. So very, very, it's been a long road, I think, to to get that work-life balance in a decent spot. Yeah. I think there's always more that you could do. hundred percent. Always.
0: So where do you see yourself in like five to
1: ten years' time? Do you know what? I don't even know where I see myself in like a year's time. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm in a very unique position where I feel like I've achieved quite a lot in my young years yeah. in my career unexpectedly um cuz i think if i was just still a classroom teacher now my answer would be in 5 years i want to be maybe head of english yeah, yeah, or yeah. head of year or mm. but i'm there now and i'm like okay so where where to now, now. Yeah, i think yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people are like you could be a head teacher or like would you want to become a head teacher oh god i don't know see the thing is i always you know like i said i sat here and said no about being head of department like two three years ago and i've always said no about being a head teacher right now no i think i love the classroom enough Mm. to to want to be in there and when you become a head teacher you step out of that a little bit more yeah and the pressure is so yeah you know my job is my life now mm who knows what it would be like if I was a head teacher so So probably not I think I kind of want to maybe slow down maybe try you know teaching in a different country yeah teaching in a different climate or context um I think it'd be very easy for me to be a teacher at my school, particularly where I stay there for 10, 15, 20 years and keep progressing and keep doing really well. But then I'm kind of like, am I limiting my experience and Mm. my expertise, my knowledge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By doing that, Um, I think in the next five years, I teach abroad. I think
0: that's amazing.
1: See what the... that would be great I know, I know. See what what it's like Mm. on... Yes, and teachers are in demand everywhere. A hundred percent,
0: yeah, that's so true. Dubai,
1: Spain, Japan, yes. Thailand. That I is know.
0: so good. So maybe in five years, I,
1: I don't know, maybe I'll, I will I would have, you know... You, I don't actually know, and I think that's a beautiful thing to, mm-hmm. to, to feel. Um, I think, yeah. hopefully, still be teaching. I can't imagine I wouldn't be.
0: Yeah.
1: But where and at what level, I think is... Up for, up for debate up at the moment. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully my, um, any of my colleagues listen to this and they'll be like, she's going to leave. She's going to leave. No. <laughs> it's like top secret. I was like, no, I don't know yet. I could still be at my school. Okay. They might offer me something. I, don't, I, I genuinely don't I genuinely don't know. I think be teaching and be happy somewhere. It's... I think it's
0: good that you don't know, though. Like, I think it's great to just see where life takes you kind of thing again it's
1: breaking out of that mold of like i have to have it figured out yeah and by 100%. 30 i want marriage and kids and a home and the nuclear family and mm. i don't i don't i don't know if that's what's going to be in my near future so if it happens it happens yeah so as once as i'm happy and healthy then yes exactly of... that, that
0: that's the most important thing it's all that matters yes so to end this epi- like episode i will ask everybody this and um, what would you tell your
1: younger self? Ooh, it's a big question. I, well, there's so much i tell my younger self. I think, I think always the classic, like, you know, be kind to yourself. And, you know, all, I think every young woman particularly mm-hmm. needs to hear that. Yeah. Um, be kind to yourself. Be true to yourself. Um, I think for me, I would say always remember the why. Mm. Always remember the purpose behind the choices that you make Mm -hmm. I think it's very easy to get caught in a moment of maybe you know if you failed an exam and you have to reset it getting caught in that that feeling in that moment or you know saying no to a party because you have to revise and getting caught in that moment and that, that feeling of kind of loneliness or isolation but I think always putting it in big picture and remembering okay I'm doing this because yeah that's that's something that in my adult life is helping me. And I think as a child, it probably would have helped me a bit more Mm -hmm. as well. Okay, well,
0: thank you for being like part of this um, series. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. If
0: you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.